Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Empower Gym podcast, the official podcast of the Empower Gym. After an incredibly moving podcast with Drew Vincent a few weeks ago in the lead up to his 24-hour run on April the 1st, this time around we are focusing on the women of Empower in the lead up to International Women's Day and the Empower Gym's Women's Day itself on March 25. You will hear from four of the staff members of Empower, all women in this very special edition. Zana McGuinness from A to Z PT. Magnificent Brogan Carter works behind the cafe and regularly comes to training sessions. Kelly Richardson, who is on her way to becoming APT at Empower. And Hannah Street, the champion of the running planner who takes the running sessions on Tuesdays, Thursdays and Saturdays. It is incredibly moving. It's incredibly powerful. And I feel very honoured to be able to sit there alongside these women and help tell their stories. Looking at the world through the perspective of a woman is something I'm not too familiar with, being a male. And these four articulate it beautifully, how they felt coming in to empower, the strengths that they've found for themselves by coming into the gym and being part of this community and the pride they take away from every session that they attend. So sit back, relax and enjoy because for the next hour or so you are going to be captivated like I was listening to these four strong women. Zana McGuinness, hello and welcome to you. Hello and welcome Joseph. You and I have done this before Zana. It's been a while. We were young kids back then. <laughs> it actually feels it that it was a long, long time ago. Well, the world's changed very much in the last four years since we yeah. last sat down and did a podcast about your business, A to Z PT, and you were just starting out here at Empower. Yes. Um, I was thinking about this on the drive here and I thought, what, like, what's happened in this time? And I thought, oh, well, COVID. Yeah. <laughs> and so it, it all looks very different now, I feel, because mm. it's been a while. But, yes, thanks for having me back. Always a pleasure to have you on a podcast recording your dulcet tones. And Broken Carter, uh, who I don't know why you're a bit nervous, uh, last year, because of COVID, you were the, on the project more than once, Broken. I was. You I was a reoccurring guest on the project. <laughs> they got me on there twice. You became dial quote She's Jeez. actually on the panel now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I thought I was going to take over Carrie's spot, but anyway. Why, didn't get the call up. Why were you on the project? The first time was because I didn't get COVID. I still, to this day, touch wood, haven't had COVID. And so we're recording on uh, Sunday, February 26th. Yes. So, but could have contracted it at the either concert over the weekend. Who knows? But we'll get to that in a moment. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So first time was because I hadn't had COVID, and the second time was because I was trapped in my apartment with the floods. Yes. Oh. Yes, you got an extra lockdown compared to the rest of us. I did, yes. 24 hours trapped in the apartment. We're here because we're celebrating International Women's Day here at Empower across the next couple of weeks. And as I did mention, we've done a couple of podcasts already where we focused on men's mental health. But as I said in the last one, there are another species on the planet, women, who are, as Paul said, probably more important than men. Agree. Um, Absolutely. When it, when it comes to... Coming into a gym for women, I imagine, having not been a woman, the experience is totally different as it is for being a male. I want to start with you, Zana, because not only do you come to the gym, you also work in the industry and you've done so now for the best part of eight years. When we did this four or five years ago, you'd sort of started out, you were two or three years into your career. Now that you've got a bit more experience and you probably feel a lot more comfortable in the industry, have you seen it change much 
in the last four or five years since we did the last podcast? Um, it's definitely changing. And the last time we spoke, I think I elaborated a little bit on how it is changing for women. But I think with COVID um, and everything that we went through, not being able to use the gym and having to restructure what that looks like, um, and not just for women, that was for everyone. Yep. Um, but I think coming back in, there was a, a new sense of um, motivation and there was a, a, bit, a bit more drive because I think when it's taken away, you really understand and appreciate how much it does for you and not just from like an aesthetic standpoint, but, you know, for a lot of people it was you know, their mental health and, you know, just being active, getting moving. So I think over the last couple of years coming out of COVID, it's – changed a mm. little bit and for the for the better definitely for the better um it used to just be something that we just always did over and over again it was just you know that tick the box for some people and for other people it was part of their routine and like I said when it wasn't there people really struggled mm. and I know that I did um and for a lot of people really struggled so I think having it back there's this newfound appreciation for it and then with that comes that motivation to be like right let's go was your struggles because you couldn't work in, in your field of experience or was it because you actually couldn't train yourself for, to, for whatever, inner confidence, your own mental health and well-being? A bit of both. Yep. Uh, not being able to work is... Tough. <laughs> <laughs> for, to say the least. And it's something that... It's, it was unprecedented for us. We'd never seen anything like that before and you really do take it for granted so we like a lot of other industries we hit quite hard and we weren't able to go back to work for quite some time even when everyone else started filtering back in and that was obviously quite difficult and it was for a lot of people and then there is that other side of the coin like you said where we couldn't tra- like I couldn't train either yeah. um I was lucky I had a little bit of equipment at home mm. um basic basic stuff and what we can do in here and what you can do at home are two very different things. And it's just dependent on what you like. But the things that I like doing, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't do to my, you know, greatest ability. Mm. So that was quite challenging. And I know there's a lot of people that would understand that. And, but, you know, you make do and you change yeah. and you adapt and do what you have to do. But, yeah, there's definitely a bit of a challenge from both sides. So, Brokes, you haven't experienced what it's like to get the virus. Fortunately, I have for... 12 hours and that was it. Yeah. Some people got copped it worse. Some people had it a couple of times. You haven't had it at all. But during that two-year window that we all experienced, you obviously went through the same emotions yes. uh, throughout it. How did you cope from a, a standpoint of your own well-being during that time into what was last year, our first sort of year out of it and springboarding mm-hmm. into 2023? Well, I think like everyone, I dived into a bit of running. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> lots of walking, lots of, yeah being outside and getting the steps in. So that was good in a sense for, yeah, mental health and whatnot. Otherwise, I would have went a bit stir crazy. But, yeah, in terms of like Zana, I, you know, like lifting weights and doing a bit more than just the bare minimum. So it was hard, yeah, to – I didn't have access to equipment and that kind of thing. So – but I was fortunate I did escape – escape one of the lockdowns and moved to the Gold Coast – Highly recommend. Um, Absolutely. For like eight to nine months of, of the lockdown period here. So I definitely didn't experience it as tough as what people did here. But moved back and then we went into a second lockdown. So um, that was almost 
more tough because I'd had the freedom in the gold freedom as you know in the Gold Coast and then coming back and being fully you know back locked down but yeah it was just by chance that I was like you know what when it opened up a little bit and there was outside PTs when I found the wonderful Zana I'd searched Instagram for PTs around the area and yeah she just tickled my fancy (laughs) (laughs) and come down to empower and yeah the rest is history and it was so funny when Zana's like how did you find me and I was like oh Instagram and she said oh my Instagram shit (laughs) It's on my notes. It's on my notes. Well, you're not wrong. I was lying. lying. I said, no, nah, well, I think that's why I liked it. Because I was like, oh, this girl's no bullshit. It's, you know, let's go. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> yes, she was very shocked by that. But that was, yeah, that was a huge turning point for me coming. You know, I was so nervous to come, um, I think, with starting with anyone, whether it's a gym or, yeah, new PT. And instantly that connection with Zana and there was another couple of girls there who I still love and adore to this day. We had our little group and we'd come each week and do our sessions and yeah. It was that, a good time, wasn't it? It was, oh, yeah. very fond memories of that time. Mm. Um, Zana pretty much introduced me to then Empower as a whole and here I am. And you work behind the cafe sometimes. I'll whip up some smoothies and <laughs> coffees in there, yes. But what's the reason that you're... Beyond just a, a, a client here, because of how you were made to feel that first 100%. interaction? 100%. So, yeah, I definitely was like a gym hopper, as I like to, as I called <laughs> myself back then. Yes. The free trials <laughs> everywhere. I um, Different email addresses different, too. Yes, yes, there's a few of those. <laughs> few of those email addresses. Different Sorry, surnames. Hotmail, yeah. <laughs> um, Brogan style. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Carter Brogan, you know, that's handy having two sort of last names. But, yeah, just never, ever felt in a gym that it was my space, I guess. I just never felt super comfortable to go back to a lot of ones and whether that was because it was clicky or certain aesthetics or, you know, it wasn't – the trainers weren't necessarily there to guide you or have that relationship with you. So – yeah, walking into here that first day with Sana, I was so excited. I reckon halfway through the session, I was like, I can't wait to come back next week already. Like, it was just, it was a group of girls that, yeah, I've never, ever felt that coming anywhere. And then, yeah, once things slowly started opening back up, we started doing the bigger group classes. And um, so then, yeah, I met Paul and Jacko and everyone, like Huey was out in the Huey and Jimmy were doing, you know, outside stuff as well. And it just felt like I'd knew, known these people forever. Mm. And I think that's that's huge. That's not something you come across in a lot of gyms or anywhere, to be honest, especially down here in Melbourne. I'm from a small country town, so I love, you know, interacting with people. So it was hard for me to go to gyms, do the workout and leave and there not be any, you know, it was a, a chore. Whereas here, it's like... You either not must. I don't come early because I'm hopeless. But if you do come <laughs> early, or you're here after, like I hang around after a session to chat to people, so it's just a totally different vibe. Did you have any mental demons, mental questions around springboarding out of a, a small semi-private group class to a big group class where you're interacting with forty, 
50 people at different times and, and half of them are males. Do you have those thoughts that go through your head? Am I lifting things correctly? Are people watching me? The, the usual questions you have when you go to a new gym. Absolutely. I mean, you have that anywhere. That's, yep. you know, um, that's something I've always kind of battled with. But, yeah, that's why I think I, I stayed here and it was so different because it just – it never felt judgy. I never felt intimidated. Everyone was just – yeah, there were genuine, like, high fives and, you know, well dones and that kind of thing. It wasn't just the cliche kind of things you do get at gyms that it's like, you know, they're just – tick in a box kind of to give you the high five whereas here it's yeah and then jumping into the the bigger classes yeah I wasn't nervous at all and that's very very rare for me and I know it would be for a lot of people um yeah and especially because you look around there's so many weapons that train here as well so it's (laughs) like but yeah no one's intimidating because nobody gives off that you know superior vibe or anything like that and I just think that's so important and that's why I love it so much. It took me four years to follow up from our podcast, Luzana, to come to Empower. <laughs> yeah. And I got here. Beyond the actual sessions and the way the program is written is the two minutes at the end where you are just high-fiving everyone. Yeah. <laughs> it was the best thing that could have happened last year. Yeah. From a community standpoint, getting back to bringing people together was yeah. <laughs> literally two minutes at the end of a training session. We're yeah. high-fiving and the same feeling of I can't wait to come back yeah tomorrow or next and week usually for me like high fives and stuff i would think is a bit cringe like won't <laughs> lie i was always like i'm not doing that but here is just it's because not, it's you genuine don't play team sport or no i do but i'm like you know doubles ten. we don't have to high five after every trot. oh yes you do yes you do oh, i know yes, but you do. Mm, that's what i mean but <laughs> now i'm here me. now i would do the high fives every that's tennis so shot like so you've become a I'm a high five. She's a weird And a hugger. And a hugger. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on the works. So, Susanna, <laughs> when you get a person like Brogan coming to you who wants to join in, but maybe they're not as confident because they do see 40 odd people in here at between five and eight o'clock in the morning. It's a lot of people. Mm. And you're on the other side of this wall and they're looking through that glass. How do you encourage them to get to themselves to that point where they can come in here? intrinsically, automatically, without having to book a session one-on-one with you? The transition from PT to uh, group fitness is usually one that's accompanied with a lot of anxiety. Mm. or um, And it's not necessarily about whether or not they can do it. It's more about the environment. And mm. the number one thing that I see is that from these, from the, these people is that they're only ever looking at the fittest person in the room. Yes. When they look through that window or even on Instagram or if you come in and watch a session, you only ever see probably the five fittest people in the room mm. and whether that's a male or a female and the fittest or the most aesthetic, they're usually... Me. They're looking yeah, at me. They're looking at broken stuffs. <laughs> broken stuffs. <laughs> they're looking at her. Look at, running around high-fiving they're everyone. Looking at, yeah, they're looking at broken styles, yeah. not her yeah. style. No, no, sti- both. Both. Oh, both. <laughs> Two for one. Um <laughs> They're only ever looking at the fittest people in the room. Mm. And we, we we all do that. Everyone's always done that. Mm. Whenever you watch anything on Instagram or you go anywhere, you only ever see or focus, I should say, yeah. on the most fit people. And you think, oh, my God, I could never do that. Oh, no, I can't do that. It's like, well, 
yeah, you're not the same as everyone else, yeah. but look at if you take away those five people and you look at everyone else in the class and you will see that there is people of differing abilities, different ages, and everyone's just there doing their own thing. And once you separate that, I think that's the biggest thing, mm. being able to separate the fact that, yes, there's always going to be people that are fitter than you, but yep. there's always going to be people that are just starting. Mm. And if you can separate that and be like, well, this is just about me. It's about me yeah. going into that class and doing what, getting out of it what I need to get out of it. And if you can do that, you can do anything. Yeah. And you can go into any class. And as long as you focus on what you need to do and what you want to get out of it, then that's a game changer. Yeah, that's, I think, the biggest thing for me, what I have had to learn over time is no one's looking at you. Like, if you go to a class, you're not looking at anyone else, so why would they be looking Mm. at you? And I know that, like, you know, it sounds so straightforward, but that's a lot of the times I would, I'd be like, everyone's going to be looking at me, like, dying, doing the burpees, like, everyone's looking at me, but I'm not looking at anyone else. They're not looking at me. You're just focused on you. So once you break through that as well, I think that's huge. 100%. Mm. And, you know, if I'm in going into a class, like what you said before, and and I'm intimidated, if I'm standing there, like what Brogan said, and I'm, oh, my God, everyone's looking at me, and I'm looking at that fit person, that fit person is also saying, oh, my God, everyone's looking at me. Yeah. So everyone's thinking the same thing. But it's not true. No. <laughs> Nothing no. that we think is true. <laughs> no. It's all just made up. Yeah. And it's almost like you make it up to reaffirm that you can't do it. Mm. It's like, well, you can. And I, I just say to people, I'm like, just try it. All you got to do is yeah. try. And if you don't like it, there's nothing wrong with that. And yeah. if you can take away the fact that it's it's not actually the potentially the class that you don't like, it's um, the fact that you don't feel comfortable because of something potentially that there's a block for you mm. and being able to sort of distinguish that and take away from that and just be like, okay, well, I'm just going to try. Yeah. And 100%. if you just give it a go, 10 mm. out of 10 times, <laughs> most people are like, yeah, that was great. Yeah. Mm. And yeah, that, you never feel bad yeah. after. Yeah. Usually. And there's people to help. There's always mm. someone there to help you. So the transition initially is more of a mental thing. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then once you people actually do transition in they think oh this is great it's hard to distinguish your course because as you just said everyone is different and everyone has their own sort of vices and their own mental stories that they tell themselves but as two young women who are making their way in their own respective fields but in this group community that we are involved in do you think that women look at this place differently to the way men do do you think that women who maybe are, are newcomers walking in and they see that you know, the owners are two young men who are quite matey with the mates, not that they're not matey with the girls, but in the way they approach their former football teammates or that they used to, clients they used to train. And do you think women could talk themselves out of coming to a place like this because of how many people are here and, and how close everyone seems to be? Absolutely. But again, if you were to actually come here, um, and I, I, I say that, um, but I... Th- in the sense that I think it's a lot of gyms in general. Yeah. There's not a lot of gyms that I know out there that are run by females, like, you know, mm. two females. And no matter where you go, you're going to get that blokey atmosphere or you're going to get that um, girl, I shouldn't say girly atmosphere, but, you know, you you get those... Like a click, is that almost yeah, what you Yeah, but I don't, I don't believe that we have that here. We don't have yeah. that click of, no, w- no, of no. women. But I think you're going to get that no matter where you go. And it's not just gyms, it's everything in life. Mm. 
But if you would actually come down here and see those blokes, they're just like little teddy bears. Oh, oh. The, the mums and bubs class is where they just <laughs> yeah. go to water. It's not even a mums and bubs class. No, it's, it's just not. Become it's one. just yeah, the nine fifteen a.m. class. Yeah. <laughs> the rower prams. Yeah, it's the best. Yeah, it's the most intimidating spot I've ever sat through as a male. The babies. The 9.15. The mums. Oh, the mums. The mm. mums. <laughs> I, I was having a moment the other day watching the 9.15 class and I just sat and crossed my arms and I was like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's proof that anyone can do this and doesn't yeah. matter who you are or what's going on in your life. And I think that is a credit to the space that Jackson and Paul have created. Mm. It's that if you came to a 9.15 class, you would see all these mums with mm. their – six-month-olds in yeah. the pram, and they've started from scratch again. They've yeah. worked their way up. And I don't think at any point they thought, oh, there's a lot of blokes in there. No. They were just like, I need to get going. Yeah. I want to start. I'm ready to get back in. And like I said before, that atmosphere, you, c- you could get it anywhere. And mm. from the outset, it may look intimidating. But as soon as you come in here and you see that there's so much more to it than, you know, perhaps that perception or that, um, uh, stereotype. Yeah. And I don't think we really have that here. No. You know, like there's no overbearing ego or click, like I said before. We don't really have that. Everyone's just there to kind of get on with it and yeah. and have a laugh as well. There's plenty of that going oh. on in here. Yeah. There's <laughs> not much training. It's, <laughs> not just, it's comedy <laughs> mornings in yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I think up. too it shows like with a class that we've named the mum and bubs, it just shows that it is – It is a home, Mm. you know, because they're comfortable to bring, you know, some days there's seven prams or, Mm. you know, with 10 kids Mm. hanging around. And it's like, you know, not everyone would feel comfortable to do that. But here it's, yeah, it it feels like home. I I won't name the mums, but a week or so ago now I ended up coming to a 9.15 class and Mm -hmm. I haven't seen her since she's had a young baby. Yeah. And she talked about the time she was away in her recovery phase is what it is like to go through a pregnancy. She missed this place more than she actually thought, whereas last Mm. year, you know, before she became pregnant and then even during her pregnancy she was here, felt like, oh, it's just a grind. Yeah. Like you said before with the COVID lockdown, you didn't know what you had until it It gets taken away from you. And it's a credit to both the boys and and everyone else who runs this place that you're allowed to bring your pram in. Absolutely. And a young kid and it's a gym, like – Bring your pram, bring the bike, bring the scooter, bring everything. Yeah. So in a few weeks' time, uh, we are having a day where we are further celebrating the work of women, supposedly coinciding with International Women's Day, but it will have come and gone (laughs) by the time the day comes around. It's in the same month, isn't it? And uh, Nadia Sophia Coaching is going to come and talk to the guys. That's her Instagram, nadia.sophia.coaching, mm-hmm. if you want to find out more about her. But she does talks and does she do some breath work stuff as well, Bones? Yeah, some breath work and, yeah, some workshops, I guess, to get the most out of your life. Bit of a well-being coach. Um, yeah, so we're very lucky to have her come along. Is she someone that you, in times of need, in times of struggle, take the gym away that you would look up to and – utilise as some form of a mentor from her Instagram work, which people can go and find. And like you said, you found Zana on Instagram. Yeah. Are those the types of people that you foresee more women wanting to look up to? Yeah, for sure. And I think um, someone like Nadia, you know, we do get trapped in that social media circuit, whatever. And I think that's probably a big thing too that, you know, it's something I've done recently is, you know, you go through your following list, 
unfollow the people that aren't, I guess, serving you anything positive. Whereas someone like Nadia, who's, yeah, it's more about a fulfilling life and getting, you know, more out of your life and that kind of thing. Um, yeah, they're the people you need to follow to become more positive and, and that kind of thing. So I'm really excited for her to come in and get to know more about her and what she does. And yeah, I think everyone will really benefit benefit from it. How does it sit with you, Zana, that in some capacity, whether you want to believe it or not, that you are a mentor to young women, even women your own age in Brogan's case, and even young men who come through the door? I know a lot of your focus is on young women and empowering them. How does it sit to know that you are a mentor? I've never really thought of it like that. <laughs> um, but it's, it's a privilege. And is it, Are you conscious that you are not only just training people to teach them how to do a deadlift properly and not get themselves injured, but that you have that impact on people? Um, yeah, I mean, I know that I have an impact on um, the people around me, just in, just in the sense of for what I'm able to um, share with them and if they ever need anything, then they know that they mm. can come. Like, like It's similar to what you're talking about with Drew, like with safe spaces. I know that the people around me know that they can come to me if they need any help or advice. So I guess that mentoring capacity is just – I don't think of it as a mentoring capacity. It's more just a sharing of knowledge and experience. And um, I guess I, I've been doing it for a while now, so it it would go to show that I could – you know, mm. I've, I've never really thought of it like that, to be yeah. honest with you. And I don't really ever think of it that way. It's more just I want to help as many people as I can and especially the people around me. And they do mm. often just come to me and they're like, oh, what do you think about this? Or, yeah. or even just, oh, this happened the other day. Yeah. And it's not even in a training capacity sometimes. But it's it's definitely a privilege me, to, to be. <laughs> Zana, help me. Oh, so this happened the other day. <laughs> yeah. I need your advice on this. Yeah. Um, so no, I haven't I haven't really ever thought about it in in that way because it's for me it's just what I it's just what I do. I just mm. I, you know I love my job and I love what I do and I think because I have more experience now, I can share that and I can you know use that to help more people. So when does it does it cross a line? It does there is there a line when it comes to the again the gross perception is women are totally more vulnerable than men. They cry at the drop of a hat. They're willing <laughs> to give their emotions and speak about it. Is that part of a a session with you? Is it vulnerability think, open? Let's. let's I reckon have more men chat. have cried in here than women recently. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. recently, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like we're all we're all yeah. got some good foundations oh, yeah, around yeah. here. These women <laughs> being vulnerable in this space is really hard for women because generally the reason that they're coming in to train or even probably more so do one-on-one PT is because there's they're trying to achieve something they're trying Mm. to get somewhere but there's a block Mm. and unpacking that and realizing the block isn't a physical thing and that using fitness to try and better their lives is going to help them but it's usually Mm. not the sole reason that they're not where they want to be and so being vulnerable and being able to actually articulate what it is that's holding them back or potentially why it is that they're in the position that they're in, mm. I think that's a really hard space to be in and it gradually comes out mm. because people's reasons for wanting to come in here are varied, they're very yeah. different and their reasons for, for wanting to make change in their life are generally not a physical thing, it's usually a mental thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, 100%. It's not just... Uh, you know, for mental health, it might be that they have poor 
self-talk. They don't mm. speak to themselves very well or they think a certain way about their body. So breaking that down is definitely a hard thing to do and people have to become quite vulnerable and they also have to be ready to do it. So yeah. there's always a lot to unpack when it comes to, you know, when you really dig a little bit deeper into the why of people's trainings and things like that. But it is a very um, hard thing to do and people do mm. have to be quite vulnerable in order to to get that out, I think. Yeah, for sure. Because you experienced some personal adversity last year, Brokes, and you don't have to go into it by any mm-hmm. stretch of the imagination. But then, as I mentioned, you had that one day where you were forced to stay in your home because mm-hmm. of the floods around Maribyrnong. Yes. Um, was that one of the easier days because you've experienced some tougher times last year or was it almost like a throwback to what we went through? Yeah, well, a little bit. Well, obviously I couldn't. I couldn't come to the gym. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't do anything. And I know it's only 24 hours, so it's not mm. anything, you know, too strenuous. But like I said, I've had probably a pretty tough, I'd probably say 10 to 12 months. And like the last few months have probably been the toughest. But again, yeah, like coming in here, that's I was going to say before. It's, you know, mentally training is, is huge for a lot of people. I know, you know. Um, getting that exercise in and stuff but for me it's the training but I also want to come here to see the people and I think that mentally for me as well like I you know if I work from home or whatever I mightn't get that people interaction through the day but if I start my morning here like kicking goals I just everybody yeah it's just so it's such a good environment to be a part of and yeah, just everyone's so positive and picks you up a little bit. Yeah, definitely, and that's why I do. I know I'm I'm late most mornings, but <laughs> if I do get here, it's definitely yeah the best way to start. And I think I'm so grateful for this place. It's definitely got me out of a lot of my darkest times. So self talk. Mm. We'll just touch on that briefly because mm-hmm. you just des- described how your last 15, 16 months have been. How have you? notice the change in the way that you talk to yourself on the days when things are going well and the days when things are maybe not going as well as you'd hope they would have? Well, a lot of the time for me, even starting at a new gym or whatever, instantly it's like the why is to to lose a bit of weight or, you know, get fitter, that kind of thing. But that's completely dropped coming in here. Um, I just want to come here because I want to feel good. I want to feel strong. um, And I've got that from this place. So... um, And, yeah, it's just I think because you come in here and there is no judgment and, you know, whether you're coming in, you know, for a cardio session or a weight session, you know, you always feel good after and there's just the encouragement and stuff, you know, around the place is just, um, yeah, it's worked wonders for me and my, definitely my self-talk <laughs> um, and how I feel in myself. Like, you know, 12 months ago, no way would I think I was strong or like I guess good enough to come to a gym like this you know what I mean but um yeah now I'm like no yeah like I am strong and I you know I do deserve to come to a gym you know things (laughs) I know that sounds so silly but there's things like there were times where I was like oh I'm just not going to go to the gym at all because you know didn't want to start out in that kind of sense but but it is it's the environment like the positivity around the place it's yeah whether you've known someone in here five minutes or, you know, five weeks, whatever, it's, yeah, everyone just gets around each other. And mm. mentally for me, coming here has been the best thing 
100%. I think what you were saying before, which you articulated really well, was that you come in here and you train and it's not about, you know, oh, I've got to lose a bit of weight. I've got yeah. to, you know, like that being your predominant goal. And I think that's something that this place has done really well. Mm-hmm. Like even with the challenge that you won, Joey, and the challenge that we're doing again this year, it's not about weight how loss. much weight you can lose. Mm. And it's not about, um, you know, these transformations in eight weeks that are not sustainable or that are not you know achievable and that is the foundation of what we do here Mm. and I know for a lot of us that work in there as well it's a foundation for what we do too it's actually about using this eight-week challenge as a get started create a routine and then use the gym as a space to be more rather than Mm. be less yeah like use it to get strong and see what your body is actually capable of doing and the programming here and everything that they do in the classes here represents that Mm. and that's probably why you got that vibe coming in here because no one's like everyone's got their own goals and there's nothing wrong with having specific goals it's fantastic to have goals Mm. but the overarching sense in here is that we're all trying to be more and the people that you look at and that you look up to are people that are strong they're people mm. that are fit yeah. and that have done the hard yards and they're, they do it consistently mm. and they've got a routine and you th- you look at that and you think, that's good. Yeah. That's what I want. Yeah, I've never felt like I can't in here. Pu- more so because Paul and Jacko will be like, yes, you fucking can. <laughs> do it. <laughs> or I poke my head out. I'm yeah. like, Go, what are you doing? <laughs> that What's that way? Go. <laughs> but yeah, like other times you would just, you know, hide at the back and do a lightweight or, or not do it at all kind of thing. Whereas, yeah. Here, there's there's no escaping, but in the best way possible. <laughs> is there a, a, a physical achievement that you've found or a mental achievement or emotional in the last 12 to 15 months through being here that you can sit here now and go, you know, I'm, I'm really proud that mm. Brogan Carter is not that person from... Styles. Brogan Styles, <laughs> sorry, you're right. Is not that person from oh. the end of 2021. I didn't think I'd get emotional, but um, yeah, for sure. Like... <laughs> Sorry, fucking hell, that came out of nowhere. <laughs> um, yeah, like what this place has done for me. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Don't, don't, don't apologise. <laughs> um, like Zana in particular. Um, yeah, I definitely, there were times I didn't think I would get back up or or that kind of thing, but just getting in here and and getting it done and and like I said it's the people like the training yeah that's been great for me mentally but and to come in here and see you guys um and yeah people just want to see you do well and yeah it's I can't thank you know Paul and Jacko as well like they're just they're such a it's such a strong support here um, with whatever's going on in your life behind the scenes, you know, your training goals, everything, they've they've just got it all covered. And, yeah, like the growth I've had in the last, I'm going to say maybe five or six months has like, yeah, I feel like a completely different person. Um, I've struggled for like seven years with mental health. Um, and, yeah, I have days where it's fucking shocking. Mm. But the days where it's good it's really good and it's it's something as simple as thanking this place um yeah I don't I honestly don't know where I'd be without it to be honest um 
So Daddy. yeah, that's why I have such a, it's yeah, such a special place in in my heart for sure. And as simple as like work being behind the cafe, um, making people's coffees and just saying hello to people coming in, like it makes a simple things like that are just huge to me now. I never thought I'd come into a gym community and feel like such a big part of it as well. Um, and that's just yeah. The boys, the girls, everyone just makes you feel like that. So I'm very, very grateful. Yeah. You've been here, Zana, since <laughs> Empower opened its doors. Thank you very much for sharing That's that. That's okay. Way, oh, God. Sorry. Close yourself for a moment and we'll ask Zana, over the last four years, and, and try your best to either eliminate the two years in the middle where we weren't even allowed to open the door or use it because there was some form of online community. I know a lot of people went running up Afton Street. <laughs> a lot of running, <laughs> lot of a lot running, of running. As under the the running planner, which we'll talk to after the break. It's a permanent break. indent yeah. the yeah. but, um, <laughs> What's the most satisfying takeaway as we sit here today for you? Because, as I said, you did come through. You're one of the original sort of trainers here outside of Paul and Jacko. Has there been a takeaway where you sit back and go, wow, I can't believe I was part of this. I can't believe I was here for this moment. Is there something that sits on top of the shelf for you? Moments like this, like with Brogan, where, you know, there are so many people that come through this door that all have, everyone's got their own shit going on and everyone's Mm. got their own challenges and their own adversity and, you know, we're just scraping the surface of it, you know, with your podcast at the moment and it's it's the small things like that where people use, you know, use this space um, and not just like what I do from a personal training perspective or what the boys do from a group Mm. class perspective. It's that people get so much out of it and that people love it and that they feel so good once they dedicate and commit to it. And we've had some, as a community, some fantastic events that Mm. have come through. You know, we did the Good Good Friday appeal. We've had the Murph. Um, We've got Drew's Run coming up. Um, There's been a couple of marathons and... Mm. There's not one that sticks out to me. For me, it's these small moments and, it, you know, they're not small, but mm. it's just the everyday occurrences. It's the seeing the same people walk through the door. That's brilliant. Yeah. I love that. That's, yeah. that's a proud yeah. moment. And it's, you know, my clients that consistently come day in, day out and that love it. Yeah. I think that's, that's, that's the moment to be proud when you have people that come in here and they just love it. And mm. they, you know, you're doing something right. Yeah. Right. And we're not trying to break records here. Mm. We're just trying to get it done and enjoy it and make it something that's not scary, intimidating, and it's supposed to be hard. Don't get me wrong. It's supposed to be hard, but, you know, to enjoy the process. And that, for me, is like – that makes me proud that Mm. I'm a part of that. And – there's nothing that really I think, yeah, that was that was phenomenal. I mm. think the whole thing is fantastic. Yep. And in its in its own way. Sure. I love it. We're about to finish up, but uh, you guys have been pressing me for a week about this. You're gonna have a debate about active wear before oh. we finish. <laughs> because as a male I don't I don't I just wear whatever I find we can in help the you. closet. Yeah. I'm quite comfortable in my uh, at the moment under armour and the <laughs> yes. uh, well, yeah. empower singlet. From AS whatever. AS colour. Thank you. AS colour, yes. I've got a few of them now. Uh, <laughs> I've got a lot of them. They seem to be my brand. But uh, what about, uh, Brogues, uh, our young friend here, Zana, uh, yeah. just a Nike ambassador now? 
After, I know. Look okay, at go. I'm not. <laughs> like, like, it looks like you are because it's the only thing I've seen on social media the last couple of weeks. Is the Nikes, yeah. Are you, Nike, ring you. Just do it. They sent me an email. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, so take this wherever you would like to go. I don't know who wants to go first, but just <laughs> I'm leaving this, this one at your I think this was hands. a bit of a joke, but I know all the girls. You know, it's hard to find good active wear. Mm. We should start a TikTok, I reckon. I feel like, yeah, you know, we need to, you know. <laughs> trial it all. Trial because. So school me and you can school the listeners at the same because time. Because you need, like, there's so many different factors. You can't just buy a pair of tights and they're. They're good to go. You, you know, got to have the right be, ones. Got to be supportive. They've got to sit right. They've got to be the right length. They've got to be squat proof. It's funny because this is what, at the end of a session, this is the type of stuff that we talk about. Yeah, right. yeah. We'll be like, oh, they're nice. Uh, yeah, where are they from? Are they good? What do you think? Yeah. Give us a rating. Yeah. And it's everyone. Everyone does it. Yeah. All right. the girls do it. I don't know about the, I reckon the boys do it secretly. Yeah, yeah. Or they just try and look Ooh, for the nice brand. Shorts. Yeah, yeah. I walked in at 4.30 the other afternoon for the 4.30 class and every man in that class, there was only men in the class, yeah. they were wearing the same thing. Yeah. yeah. I laughed. Yeah, Even yeah. Sean, who was taking the class, they were all wearing a black T-shirt, Nike, or yeah. singlet, black shorts, mm-hmm. black and white shoes. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, black don't tell me that yeah. you all don't want to dress the same. Because You're black influenced. is slimming. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, it's tough. Yes, yeah, it is. But, you know, we do, like, that's, you can, t- like, if I come in and I can see Zana's got a new pair of shorts on, which she does. You, where are they from? <laughs> well, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's nice. It's different. I like it. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> Brogan's back. <laughs> totally back. She's back on. Totally back. She's back. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry gone. She's on. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, I think it's very important. And you want to feel good. That's my thing. Like, yeah. it's, all right, I've, I've trained for the week. Let's go and reward myself <laughs> with a pair of Lulus or, Absolutely. or you know. It's, yeah, it keeps you motivated. There's nothing more motivating than new gym wear. There's a bit of confidence in it as well. Like Absolutely. And I know a lot of people in here, we've got a lot of stuff going on in here, mm. a lot of bold, bright colours. If you yeah. see Paul's new shorts, you'll know what I'm yeah. talking yeah. about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he took them to Perth. Oh, all the bless. every day. Yeah. Yeah, when's he back? Oh, yeah. Don't tell him, but I actually miss him a little bit around here. <laughs> You'll never live that down. We'll <laughs> cut that out. <laughs> uh, is can there we any, crop that? <laughs> yeah, we can take that out. Don't worry about that. Is there any truth to the rumour that your mother asked you not to speak a certain way today? Yes, I was meant to put on the work voice today. <laughs> yeah. Can you straight as soon as it was on Instagram? She, have you recorded that podcast yet? <laughs> no, <laughs> Mum, why? <laughs> you need to put on your work voice. I was like... The guys at Empower don't know my work voice. They just get me. <laughs> I reckon you did well for about twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah, and then it just it wears off. I, the battery wears out. And Sorry, the hands the, what come you, in. What you see is what you get. Sorry. And the, and the last one. Speaking of mothers, you train your mother. God bless yes. that woman. How do you go telling Boing. her what to do and then getting home that night and trying to either earn yourself a dinner after telling <laughs> slaughtering her on air bike? Oh, <sighs> they. Listen in fragments. <laughs> they listen in fragments. Do you know what? It's more of a Best. social hour for, him, for, for them, yeah. let's be honest. But um, I love training my mum because yeah. – but she trains with a group of people. Like, there's three of them, so it's great. They're the sweetest. It is so good because everyone always says to me, oh, my God, 
is that your mum? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And everyone sees them and they go, that's fantastic. That yeah. is so good. They don't listen to me ever. Yeah. They don't listen to yeah. anything I say, but they're here. Yeah. <laughs> and they eventually get it done. Yeah. But honestly, credit to them. Oh. They are fantastic. And it just goes to show that anyone can do it. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you get to spend an extra hour with your mum. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, down there, off yeah. you go, down there. <laughs> or she'll come back in and she'll look at me and she'll be like, what, which which one? <laughs> Which, what am I doing? <laughs> I love the days she brings in her banana bread. Oh, yep. yep. Love that. We love that from Connie. We like when people bring food into the cafe. Yeah, Shout out do. to Kelly's banana bread, by oh, the way. Oh, yeah. yeah. Kelly, she's coming up after the break. Oh, look out. What do you the, want to ask The queen them? herself. Kelly and Hannah are up, uh, up next. You got yes. questions that you'd like to ask either of those two? Why do you like running? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, then two non-runners over here. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> That's why we paired you the way we yeah, did. Yeah, we're like Smart. We're, we're coffee and cake. Yeah, yeah. Coffee, cake and active wear. I <laughs> like and do the running. That's actually <laughs> hot That's it, the foundations of our <laughs> relationship. <laughs> I love it. Clearly. They can talk about running. Yeah, we've got out. Done. Definitely not runners on. No, you don't. Certainly not today. <laughs> Comfort key. Oh, yes. Ladies, Zana, yes. Brogan, thank you very Jelly. much. Thanks Thank for having you. us. What a pleasure. Always. We'll Always a soon. pleasure, not a chore. Never a chore. Yeah. And every day is the best day of the week. Magnificent stuff. We'll take a break and we'll be back with plenty more after this. Ooh. All right, ladies of Empower, this one's for you. Save the date, 25th of March. We're taking on our very first ladies' day here at Empower. Kicking off at 8am with a workout with Zana and Kel, followed by a burner with the Pilates queen herself, Miss Sammy Amore. Then we're going to roll into a session with the lovely Nadia, who's a breath coach, with a very special guest, the Divine Red, Mary Clementi. We'll then kick things off at the Ascot Vale Hotel from one o'clock. Drinks, food, you name it. Let's come together and have the best day ever, all for the chicks. This is a very special edition of the Empower Gym podcast. We are looking towards International Women's Day. Before the break, Zana McGuinness and Brogan Carter took us on a journey through their own personal experiences here at Empower. And as promised, they said we've got the runners up next, and we certainly do. The running planner is Hannah Street, and her offsider is Kelly Richardson. Hannah, Kelly, hello to you both. Hello. Hello. How are you both feeling about doing this? Very sweaty. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm pretty nervous, to be honest. Public speaking has never been my thing. Right. And I have to say, definitely resonated a lot with Drew in that I feel pretty uncomfortable talking or, you know, being centre of attention. So this is definitely something out of my comfort zone. Love it. Well, we like going outside the comfort zone. How are you going, Kelly? Yeah, I'm fine. With all of this? I haven't really thought about it. No, I'm a bit paz, but it's right. No, don't be silly. I asked the girls before the break, do you have one question that you could ask either Hannah or Kelly? And they both said, ask them both this question. So I'm going to ask you first, Kelly. Why do you run so much? That's what they want to know. Why do you run? Because they choose not to run. Um, Zana and Brogan, that is. Because I love it. Yeah. And it's just like I can, I don't know, just fucking can run for days and I can just let my mind just shut off, which is good because my mind's always going so much. Like I definitely have ADHD or something, but <laughs> <laughs> um, so when I'm running, I can just like fully switch off and it's just like really therapeutic and it feels like I'm like flying. Hannah, you've got the running planner, I which do. is uh, coincided do. here at Empower. <laughs> Why do you choose to run? 
I reckon there's probably not one particular reason. I think definitely going off what Cal's just said, it, it is therapeutic for me. When I'm running, my mind definitely shuts off. But I think a lot of it, and particularly here at Empower, it's actually not about the running itself, but it's about um, the the connections and the, the yeah. conversations that you have with people and the, the community. That's why I love, yeah, the running. Yeah, that's – I definitely have to add on there. That's yeah, definitely a big thing. Like, the community. Like, I wouldn't have started running again if it wasn't for, like, Hannah during COVID and stuff like that. I didn't even know Hannah during COVID – and I just started running, throwing. I don't even know. We're yeah. just like, we're just, we're just all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. We're just Little buddies. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Have so. you found you've made a few or a lot of connections through running? Yeah. Heaps, like a shitload. Even just when you're running and just talking to people, like it's just, yeah, it's the best. Like, yeah. So many good connections and you talk about so much that, you know, they might share stuff with you that you they've never like shared with anyone else. And it's just like those running chats, which I'm sure you know about, like, they can get real deep and they're really good. So, yeah, I really love them. And for those who maybe aren't aware, Hannah, you've got the running planner, which is the Tuesday morning, Thursday morning and Saturday morning run club here at Empower. Has it always been your spot, your slot? How did it come to be you are in charge of the running groups here that, <laughs> that we have? I actually, again, I can't pinpoint <laughs> exactly how it all came about, but... um. Yeah, I started off at Empower just coming to the boot camps and I, I just loved it and I loved running at the time as well. And um, I think I sort of started up the, the side hustle and um, me and Paulie were just, you know, as, as things kind of kind of evolve at Empower, we were just having a chat and he's like, how would you like, like to take the running group? And I was like, oh, a bit nervous about it. But I was like, you know what, I'm going to take it on board and run with it. Sort of just leapt at the chance when Paul offered it up to me. And so, yeah, it started out uh, before I had Rosie, my daughter, and then I had a little bit of a break. And, of course, we had COVID and all of that as well. But, yeah, I've been, you know, for the last – I think I've been here for about four or five years with a little bit of a break in between. Was it always something you envisaged doing, this this side hustle that you have? Or is it something that has evolved because of one discussion that you had with Paul and Jacko? Yeah, no, it's definitely something that's evolved – I think I just really, I wanted to share my love of running and the benefits that it, you know, had provided me and I wanted to share that with other people. Um, And I suppose, you know, what I'm about is not, you know, being an expert runner or, you know, the most, having the, you know, best technique or anything like that, but it's really about providing people the tools to know that they can get out there and they can get running because I do think that everyone sort of has it in them to, to get running. We spoke to Zana before the break about um, the strength side of training when it comes to being a woman and, and coming into gyms and feeling intimidated. As a running coach, do you have those same question marks when you started on this journey? Am I capable being a woman or is it just, I am a person, like you just said, anyone can run. It's probably the cheapest sport that you can do outside of walking. Uh, do you have question marks over yourself back when you started? A hundred percent. I think even still to now, I still have question marks and that grows from, you know, I, I don't have the experience. I don't have the knowledge that other people have. Um, you know, I'm not the fittest or the fastest. Um, I don't fit, you know, the image of what the, the typical runner looks like. So, yeah, I've certainly had doubts, but I think I've really gone on a big journey about, you know, really becoming comfortable with what it is that I'm sharing with other people and and comfortable in the advice and the support that I'm providing to people. What about for you, Kelly? You started out here as a member. Yeah. 
and uh, then you grew into what you're doing now, which is currently training to be a personal trainer. But yep. your running is elite <laughs> when it comes to the rest of Next the group. Level. And I'm interested in asking you this because there are so many people who aspire to be the one that runs at the front of the group and, and a lot of people like myself when I've come back through injury or go down to the footy club that I go to and I'm at the back and I could only ever dream of being at the front. But then you, you ask the people who are at the front and sometimes they feel a sense of being uncomfortable that they're that person. How does that sit with you that when we go on these long runs, um, you always have to hold yourself back so you can be part of a group? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Sometimes I just run quick because I'm just like, I just want to run yep. kind of thing. But I just run because I love it. But like when I do fall back in the back of the pack, it's because I do want to be with the group running and like push other people to be like, okay, you actually can run faster than what you can. It's just like, it's like people hold themselves back. They're like, oh, I'm not good enough at this. Like I'm not that fast. But it's like you actually can. That's why I like to come back in the group. But I do also like to skirt at the front a bit. <laughs> but especially in the mornings, I try and get it done as quick as possible. But yeah, it's not uncomfortable when people ask me because I don't really think of it like that. I never think of it as like a race. I'm just like, yeah. I'm just running. I'm yeah. just running to my best ability. Yeah, so when people do ask me, I'm a bit like, oh, I'm not meaning to like, oh, yeah. I'm going to beat everyone. I'm just like, I'm just running because I just run. Is there a sense of personal satisfaction when you do finish so far ahead? Not from the fact of I've beaten everyone, but I've beaten my own goals for today or yeah, this yeah. session. Say you're running for an hour and... You know, the average is 5Ks an hour, I guess, Hannah, and so that's 12Ks in the hour. Yeah. And you get, I don't know, 14 in. Do you walk away from that session and go, I'm really proud satisfied of my, yeah, and proud yeah. of what I've just achieved? Yeah, especially if I'm going off time-based stuff, I'm definitely just like, oh, okay, I definitely smashed that. And then sometimes if I do get too caught up in my times, I do have to take a step back and be like, it's not about times. Like, you don't always have to run the quickest. Like, you can – it's actually good what Hannah tells me is to run slow because – I used to just pelt it all the time and now I've actually enjoyed running a bit slower because I'm like, oh, I can actually talk to people and like <laughs> have a good conversation and not be out of breath and stuff like that. So I wanted to ask you as well, you've, you've come to know Hannah in the last couple of years and, and you've just mentioned some of the techniques she's just given you around running at different paces and different speeds and all of that. Do you look to someone like Hannah as, as a mentor yeah. especially as a, another female who is in this joint yeah yeah she definitely got me back into running like I said before like I was into athletics before dancing um running cross country and then I stopped athletics went to dancing and then COVID hit and I couldn't you know go to dancing because it all shut down yes. so I just started following the running planner and I remember tagging her in one of my stories she was like oh my god that's so quick <laughs> and then I was like, oh, like, cool. I didn't really have an idea how quick it was. I was just running. And then, yeah, we just became good friends then. And I also go to her for, like, a lot of things as well. Like, I feel like we have a really good connection. And I've on our long runs, we always just talk about the most random stuff and some really personal stuff. And it's just, like, really nice to have her as a friend but also a mentor and just to, like, help me when I'm feeling crap and that, like, so, yeah, I definitely look at her as, like, a – not like a – you kind of like a mum to me, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like a little running mum. Mum vibes. Yeah, yeah mum vibes. <laughs> How does that, I asked Zana this as well. Do you understand, Hannah, the impact and the role that you do play as the running planner mentor to young girls like Kelly but also to others like myself who do turn up and run? But you've also mentioned you've got a young daughter who is three, nearly four years old. Do you 
comprehend in your mind that it's more than just I'm taking a running class at 5.15 on a Tuesday morning and people could do what I say? Definitely starting to realise it a little bit more now and, and starting to actually accept that myself because, as I said before, I'm not someone – I don't like being in the spotlight. I don't like to accolade myself or anything like that. And I do think a lot of the time it's more than just me. It's, you know, the support that's around as well. And we all just bounce off each other so yeah. much. Like yeah. listening to Cal say that, you know, that she, um, you know, saw the running planner and jumped on board with that, like that means so much – but I look up to Cal, I look at her and I'm like, she's an amazing runner, she's an amazing athlete. Like she just goes, you look at her in the gym and you're just like, wow, she's incredible. Mm, yeah, and it, <laughs> I guess the perception of a mentor is they have to be older than you. But if you're taking lessons out of someone who's younger than you, I mean, that's just as inspiring, is it not? A hundred percent. And I think um, it's Cal, but it's also other, other members within the gym, like younger members. I mean, and that's the thing. Age here means nothing. Nothing. Well, nothing. Yeah. We have yeah. people. I don't. I don't. I don't even know how young they are. But we also <laughs> have people in their their fifties, and and we all get along. You know. And they're the weapons same. as well. Yeah, like they're, they're, they're still running and they're doing everything. And you're like, far out. I want to be like that. Like when I'm a bit more older and stuff like that. So yeah. It's really inspiring to mm. see everyone around us, like, giving it the best they can all the time. So. And I think it makes you realise as well how much everyone's just got something to contribute and it's really that group effort that makes it so special, I think. So I want to talk to you about dancing, but in a moment. I, I've just mentioned your daughter. So you're a young mother, so you've had to come back from... <laughs> you are a young mother. Oh, yeah, yeah. You and I are the I same age. You know, I consider I myself as young. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that means young. you're young. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you're old, then I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> um... So you've had to come back, and, and I said this before the, the break, we were talking about mums and the bubs class, which unofficially tag mums yeah, and bubs. 9 a.m., let's go, 9.15. Yeah. Um, Love them. So Love I don't them. know what it's like to experience and go through a pregnancy and come back from that to get back into training. You've experienced that and you've got back into running and now you've got a young daughter. That I'm sure you'd like to never let out of your sight because I imagine that's what it's like to be a parent is you don't ever want anything to happen to your kids. How do you balance your career the running planner and being a mother all at the same time while doing what you're doing, inspiring other young people around you? It's a lot. I'm not going to lie, it's a lot. And I'm, I'm a busy person, but I love it that way. I absolutely love um, being busy and I love being able to sort of know that I'm doing this, but being a role model for Rosie as well. Um, I think that that's something that's super important to me. What about for you, Cal? The dancing is... Something that I, I was saying this before to someone. You told me that dancing is something that you're very good at, but it's not something that you're ridiculously passionate about. Yeah, yeah, it's not just, anymore. Yeah, yeah. So what's changed for you? And I don't, I don't want to. I know you don't love this, but I'm going to highlight the fact that last year <laughs> when I met you, you're on your way to the Commonwealth Games yeah. in Birmingham, and then you're on the MCG which is every young boy's dream and now every girl's dream because there is AFLW, to play football on the biggest day yeah. in Australian Rules Football Grand Final. Yeah. And you're out there when Robbie Williams, the biggest performer in the world, is performing. But it's changed for you, hasn't it, in the last 12, 15, 24 months? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, where did it change for you? Well, I've always I've always done – I've always really been into sport, like running, athletics, rah, rah. And then I switched to dancing and I was like, well, I'm actually quite good at this. Like, I'll give it a shot. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And, you know, a lot of my dance teachers saw a lot of potential in me. So I just kept doing it and I was really enjoying it. And then I moved to Melbourne because I got a scholarship and I loved it. But my passion was there and, like, I 
love dancing so much. Like I really do love it and I love teaching and stuff, but the passion is just not there. Like it's like I've done a massive like 360 loop and gone back to my roots, which is like running and um, athletics and the fitness type of stuff. It's just really hard to, you know, keep doing something if you don't have the passion for it. And like that's really hard for a lot of people to admit because all I've known is dancing basically. Mm. And then I got – when COVID hit, I couldn't dance anymore and I was like, what am I going to do? Like I'll just go back into running, um, focus on, you know, that sort of stuff. And then we got out of COVID. I still wasn't dancing and then I came back here and then I was like, I actually like really love training and I kind of want to train people. And then I just kind of kept it quiet and then I told Paul one day I'm starting to study and he was like, oh, my God, that's that's amazing. (laughs) I'll give you a job. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, whatever. And then I moved to Dubai. And then I think that was the turning point for me because I was like, okay, I'm getting a bit more older now. Um, let's see how this goes. And dancing has taken me to some pretty cool places. And, oh, my God, I've learned so much about myself. I've grown so much. I've, like, you know, had some hiccups along the way. But that really made me go, okay, do I really want to pursue this or not? Um but if an opportunity, like, I'm in the database for Cirque du Soleil, if that comes up, oh, my God, I would so go and do that because that's, like, a dream of mine. But I just have to really, you know, weigh out my pros and cons. Like, is my passion really going to keep pushing me to do that? It, like, yeah, it's hard to admit that, you know, my passion for it's gone. But, like, it will always be there for me and stuff. Like, and I'll always have it in my heart. But it's just something at the moment that's just not in the bigger picture. So... So yeah. sc- school us a bit on dancing because I, I can only go off the perception on what dancing is, especially for females, yeah. around the pressures that come with it. You, yeah. you, I assume that you're competing for a, a spot along with X amount of other yeah. young girls. So it, it's, it's dog eat dog in a yeah. way. Yeah. There's the whole, I assume, a, a massive body image. Oh, yeah. And like yeah. that pressure that, that comes with that, I mean, that's someone else's opinion of you determines whether you get a job or not. Yeah. It is very hard mentally. Like, you're looking at yourself in a mirror, especially if you do um, well, any dancing. You're always in a mirror. You're looking at yourself. You're like, I do not like myself. Like, I don't like myself. Yeah. And it's And are you so constantly hard. trying to find flaws yeah. so you can get better? Not yeah. so you can make yourself feel better. Yeah. Because I assume that makes you feel a whole lot worse for yeah. yourself. Yeah, so you, you look at yourself, you're like, I want to look different. Or you look at someone next to you, like, I want to look like them. But then that person is looking at you going, I want to look like them. And it's just like this big, like, it's so, so shit to think like that. And I think a lot of dancers have, they do, like, they struggle with body image a lot. And I think that's why I love fitness so much because it's like I don't have to look a certain way. And dancing's getting better as the years goes on. Like, they're not focusing, you have to be skinny or this and that, this and that. But it still runs through your head. Like, you still put yourself next to a girl and you're like, oh, I don't feel as good as I wanted to. You want to cover up a bit more. But, yeah, that's why I love health and fitness because I'm actually strong and it's like I can be so much more stronger here and, like, I feel, like, more powerful in the Mm. gym than what I do when I'm dancing. Um, But, yeah, it's just like a lot of a lot of shit goes on in your head when you're dancing like and it takes a long time to heal from that as well like it's just a it's a lot (laughs) like yeah it's crazy have you hannah experienced or through your 20s felt like those questions that kelly asked herself around her profession dancing you just ask yourself in sort of everyday life oh a hundred percent i think um body image is you know and body issues is a 
plays a part in pretty much every female's life. I think you're lying if you say it yeah. hasn't. I think it's a really, really complex topic as well. Yeah. But, you know, the, the intersection of sort of body issues and mental health and, and, you know, the pressures that you get from things such as, as dancing, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely there and it, it will continue to be an issue, I think, always. Yeah. So as you, if you were to forecast 10 years, 12 years forward, your young daughter is going to be in her teens, do you have any idea how you would approach discussions that may come up where you're almost going to have to lean on your own experiences to teach her or mentor her or guide her through those years? That's a very, very good question, Joey, <laughs> and one that I haven't thought, thought about. Too much of. <laughs> but I think okay. Well, let's um, pull it back. If someone was to come to you today yeah. and say, "Hey, Hannah, I've got these questions that we all ask ourselves, but in particular for women, and I'm not comfortable turning up to a running session because I feel like I'm going to be sitting at the back, and because I feel like I'm maybe bigger than I should be, I'm not as fast as the other girls, and I have this constant negative chatter that just it will not stop playing." Yeah, I suppose then it's about focusing on your inside. You know, we, we put so much pressure on our outside and our outcomes and our goals. But for me, I think, and, you know, that's the thing that running does for me. It's thinking about what it does on, on, on the inside for me and, and how it makes me, me feel um, and being proud of what your body can accomplish as well. Yeah. If you set your mind to something, how proud you are of your body. It's not actually about how it looks. It's about what it's doing and what it's able to yeah, achieve. Yeah. Is there a moment that uh, you just mentioned the word pride? So I'll, I'll ask you now. And I asked Brogan before the break, and uh, you'll see this on social media when it comes out. Um, Brogan's extreme pride for this place. Yeah. Have you got a moment of it doesn't have to be this place, it could be that you have the same takeaway? I'm really proud that I achieved that. I mean, you've done a few marathons. From a running perspective, it doesn't necessarily have to be running, by the way, but I know you have got a stack of medals because you've shown us. Um, and I look forward to you handing them out Just when we – hand them out. You get a medal. <laughs> I look forward to you handing medals them for out. <laughs> so it doesn't have to be a marathon, but is there one oh, shit, yeah. that stands above? Yeah. No, I think it, it, it's definitely the journey and reflecting on how far I've come since, you know, I started out running. And I think, you know, my, my confidence, my self-esteem, my – the way that I viewed my body, all of those things have really changed over time. And I think, you know, becoming more comfortable in myself and, mm. you know, hopefully people look at me now as someone that is more confident in myself. I think that's the biggest change that I'm probably proud of. What about for you, Cal? Is there a moment that you, you flick the switch and you felt comfortable with who you are? Or is it, is it are you still, still on this journey? I'm still on this journey. Um massively like are you enjoying the journey yeah yeah there's so many like ups and downs of it and right now I'm obviously like not down on it a bit I'm just like going through the motions of it like I feel like I'm changing a lot as a person and I'm always like it's going through these big waves because I never used to like you know tell people how I felt so that's a big thing that I'm feeling at the moment is like I'm on this big journey of like emotion like right now <laughs> like it's just like a thing that happens um but yeah, I think I'm still going through the motion and there's a lot of little moments where I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm actually so proud of myself how I dealt mm. with that. Just how I've reacted to different situations and stuff like that. So, Has yeah. the long runs with people like Hannah where you can go on 15-odd Ks and halfway through you're being as vulnerable as you've ever been and yeah. maybe mentally you're thinking, 
I'm spilling words that I didn't actually think, think today yeah. would come out. Yeah, yeah, always. Like, we've had some good little chats trying to get through it, which is like, they're really nice. So, yeah. Yeah, had some pinch myself moments. A hundred percent. I think Kel being younger, I'm I'm so proud of her, the way that she's able to speak openly. I think reflecting on me, you know, when I was younger, I was terrible at sharing my emotions. I was terrible at, you know, telling anyone how I felt or, you know, yeah, I don't know, sharing anything about my mental health. And yeah, that's something that I see Kel do really well, you know, and maybe she, she doesn't do it all the time, but I've seen her do it so well. And it's really taught me a lesson about, you know, you can you can be that person and it's okay to share and sharing is a good thing. And I think referring back to Drew's, um, mm. Drew's podcast as well, it's, it's that thing of, you know, conversations are a good thing. Yeah. This place has definitely made me open up a lot. Like I felt, felt like with dancing I couldn't like share how I felt. But then coming here – because I'm so anxious a lot, like I struggle with a bit of mental health and that, and I have for years. Um, and then obviously COVID hit, and I had to like get help because I was by myself. Um, but this place has definitely helped um, <laughs> open up my emotions and stuff like that. Like Paul, like anyone, it's like yeah, really helped. I didn't want to cry. Yeah. <laughs> we said we weren't. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> But yeah, this place has definitely helped me just get through it all and really like get out what I need to. I have had a couple of meltdowns. People have seen them like, yeah, whatever. Like Drew's podcast, like, oh my God, I was a mess after Drew's podcast. I could not stop crying after that one. That one really hit me as well. And I'm glad I can like share my own things with people and be yeah. like, you know, you actually can talk. Like it's... It's so normal. We need to be like yeah. telling people that it's actually normal to cry and it's normal to feel these feelings. Like you're human. You can't just be happy all the time. I've had the I got the pleasure of sitting with Drew when he for the first time in thirty years opened himself up. Um, I don't think he was expecting to for it to go the way it did. Yeah. Um, half an hour ago, Brogan was sitting in the same chair. Yeah. <laughs> with the exact same emotions that you're yeah. going through now, and I've just I've just watched you do the same, and, and all three of you. Because you're the three that I've spoken to. And, and for that matter, Paul, although as Paul likes to make mention, he'll, he'll sort of just cry at anything, <laughs> um, which is quite extraordinary in itself. Like he's become that open yeah. that he just – it's floodgates. Yeah. But all three of you, I think people listening, people watching when they see these clips, all feel the same, that there is something so special about this place that you can't put it into words without yourself – Almost choking up a bit. Yeah, literally, like, it's like that. It's, like, it's, it's not weird or random or like, shit, oh, shit, I can't believe I cried. Like, everyone seems to feel the same, yeah. regardless of whether they've got a microphone in front of them or not. And you ask them, Hannah, what this place has done for them. I, mean, I don't know if you've had discussions with people in the last four years privately about what this place has done for them. A hundred percent. I'm always talking about empower. If you ask my husband, he's constantly like, "All you talk about is empower and the people that empower." And I'm like, "That's because the they're awesome." Yeah, but yeah. it is. You almost feel like you're part of this cult because <laughs> you just Literally, love it so, so much. much. Um, and yeah, it, it has done so much for me, and it, it truly is the the people. And the way that you're just able to be your authentic self. Yeah, here. we've got some crackers in here. 
we've got some characters. Do you want me to? Do you want to name a couple? Or no, you don't really. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Too many. <laughs> too many. Everyone brings their own little bit of spice each day. You're like, Today. what's this person gonna do? Oh, what's this person gonna do? What's this person gonna say? It's just fucking. Hilarious. Actually, that's probably why I come to Rotten Club. Yeah. Really, because yeah, I know store. five fifteen in the morning, I'm guaranteed a few. Someone's gonna say Someone's gonna say something. Up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, shut up. No, I love it. I love it. It's pretty funny. It's good. But it is a judgment-free zone yeah. here, I think, and that's why I love it so mm. much. I think, you know, when I first started here, I think we were talking before, Joey, I was a little bit intimidated about coming in. I, I came in in the, the boot camp days and there was Yeah, all you're these, an OG. I'm an OG. Yeah, she's yes, an OG. That's an extraordinary. OG. But, yeah, there was heaps of fit girls and running around in crop tops and, um, yeah, I just thought I was so intimidated. But after my first session, I went away and... Everyone was just so encouraging and so supportive and that's something that I've seen grown over the years and I just think it's really evolving more and more here and that's why, you know, we're at this point where mm. it's really, really special. So can you believe, Kelly, and can you comprehend that you come from a dancing background where but the comparison to when you come in here and everyone is who they are? Yeah. Can you comprehend the difference, the stark contrast between the two? There is support in dancing as well. Like, everyone does support each other. But for me, I just felt like I didn't fit in in that environment. Um, I'm a bit quirky out there. I'm a bit crazy. I'm just, yeah, a bit crazy. Um, But I feel like Empower has just really, you know, just opened me. Just, like, really opened me up and just been like, oh, she's, like, actually so weird. But we'll just accept her kind of thing. (laughs) Like, when I first came here, I remember I was with... I literally just rocked up and I was like, hey, whatever. Like, Paul's like, oh, you're back. And then I came in and then I was just, like, running around with Thomas Rowland. Like, it was just me and him in the gym just, like, yelling and stuff. And people were like, who the fuck is this girl? Like, <laughs> she's so loud. But then I think people were like, nah, she's actually all right. Like, she is pretty funny or she's pretty quick. So I guess she's okay. I don't know. But, yeah. <laughs> nah, um... There's we love like, having you. And then when you undo the bun that's on top of the headphones oh, at the moment man. and the mane comes out, <laughs> yeah. how do you run with that much hair on top of your head? About it's a skill. Four, four hair ties. And remember that run we did and I had it was raining and my hair kept falling out? I had to keep tying my hair up. I was trying to pace her for her 21K. My hair's <laughs> falling out and I was just trying to run with it. And I was like, this is cool because we still did it. We did it. But she was committed. She was committed to the cause and we got there. We got there. We got there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of support here um, from everyone and... It just, I don't think I've ever felt a time where there's no support. Like, there's just always constant good energy and everyone around is just always upbringing and making sure that you're, like, okay and just really pushing you. So, yeah. I'm glad you mentioned the support. Um, yeah. Because we all feel it. There's no question about that. But as it currently stands, as we're recording this uh, in late February of 2023, over the weekend just gone, we had our long run as we're building up to Drew's run and unfortunately, you're going through a bit of an injury at the moment, yeah. <laughs> which seemingly got the better of you yeah. from an emotional standpoint. How are you going with, first of all, dealing with an injury and knowing how frustrating it is that you just want to be out there because yeah. you're feeling good yeah. and then it's, it's holding you back right now, but also how <laughs> you're feeling with the support that you're getting from, I guess we call them teammates from the um, footy world. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> um, it's pissing me off because yeah. I'm meant to be doing like the 100k with Drew and I probably will end up doing it I know me I'll just do it I'll be like whatever I'll, I'll deal with it later the jab it don't up. say that please don't say I'll be like I'll deal jab with it up. Just say, no, no, no. Um, I do not endorse that <laughs> <laughs> sorry mum um, no but you do you it's really frustrating because it's just like 
obviously it's my body telling me to calm down a bit because I'm always on my feet. So yeah. there's just so much load onto it. And it is really frustrating because it's like, I just want to run. Like yeah. I just, I have to do ski erg for like 30 to 45 minutes the other day. Even an hour because I need to keep my endurance (laughs) up. And it's honestly don't. It's so cooked. Like, (laughs) I still shut off, but it's not the same as that indoor, like the running high. Um, But I think it's the support, like before, like I can just cry and people are like, oh my God, like you're okay kind of thing. And it's just like, I don't feel embarrassed to cry. Like, man, three years ago, I wouldn't really cry in front of anyone. And now Mm. I was just crying in front of like you and just like, Rosie and like Hannah, I was just like, "What is That's this?" That's a good point. Is it, like, di- is it? Has it become more comfortable because there are men around? Like, yeah. Again, yeah. I said this before with Zana and Brogues. The gross generalization is women are so much more open with their emotions. Yeah. And crying is the natural way to see how much more emotion women have than men. But there are a lot of guys around. Yeah. In this place, and you have no problems. No. To this point, anyway, at this stage, no. as you said three years ago, maybe different story. Yeah, I have no problem with crying in front of them because I know that they will always just be there and be like, it's okay. Like, even if some of them don't know how to say anything, they'll just be there, give me a hug, like, mm. or like, what's up? You okay? Like, do you want to talk about it? Kind of thing. And then, yeah, they're never going to judge me for crying. Like, I'm so, such an emotional person, and they're just like, well, like, obviously, something's up if she's like, really that upset about something. And yeah. the uh, adversity that you're going through, because I've just experienced the surgery. Yeah. So I had two weeks where I couldn't do anything and looking at the ceiling was like, I want to pull the eyes out that I just yeah. had surgery on because <laughs> it was doing my head in. <laughs> How are you going with not being able to do everything that you want to do? I'm okay. Um, it's actually good today. I think it's just, you know, working my way up back to doing it again. My fitness level is there. It's just making sure I don't get any... More niggles and stuff. <laughs> just the Achilles is annoying because you just have to walk. I'm on my, you're like, as I said before, I'm on my feet all the time. Like, you got to walk with it. I'm just trying to, like, take, be kind to myself and be like, obviously, it's my body telling me just to, like, chill out. How do you cope with clients under the running plan of Banner that go through injuries like this and, and then wanting to come back? Yeah, um, it's a really interesting one because, yeah, I, I find once people are in the cycle of running, they really want to keep continuing running and, and hitting those goals. But you can't hit those goals unless your body is okay. okay yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I've had plenty of those conversations with Cal is that you've got to take care of your body first. If, yeah. you, if you don't take care of your body, you won't be able to do those things long term. So, mm. um, and I know I've even had conversations, I have to be mindful of it as well. I've been really lucky. I've had, you know, few injuries, but I've had niggles and things that I've had to really manage. And that's what it is. It's really managing it. I've been able to, to work through that by sort of having the support and, and going to health professionals and things like that as well. How do you go, Hannah, having tough conversations with people that aren't always rosy, not your daughter, um, <laughs> shiny, like the positive stuff? Are you, are you able to take yourself into those spaces and hold space for someone like, Cal, when she's experiencing, now it doesn't necessarily have to be Cal, but for the sake of this conversation, she's here. How do you go holding space for those conversations? I think it's something that I'm getting better at. Yeah. Um, I think it's a really tough thing to do. And I, I think it's something that I'm sort of working on professionally in the workplace as well. Um, but, you know, feedback and having a, a tough conversation can always lead to a positive outcome as well. So... I think that's a really important thing to learn that, you know, just because you're saying something, um, you know, giving feedback, it doesn't need to be a negative thing necessarily. We're almost out of time, so which means you've got through this. uh, It's gone so quickly. I'm not Paz anymore. I'm still (laughs) sweating. (laughs) 
We're almost done. We're almost done. We're not quite done. We've got a few more weeks left before Drew goes running for 100 kilometres, 160 kilometres rather, 24 hours. If I can't run, I'll just be riding the bike with UE Boom handing out gels. Like, guys, exactly. let's go. UE Boom. And, yep, let's go, guys. That's the thing. It, 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 it doesn't matter what you're doing on the day. It doesn't yeah. matter how far you're running. Like, Drew is doing a momentous thing. Yeah. You know, I, I know he's grateful for anyone that just sort of comes along and is part of it. And yeah. I, I think, you know, we want people to, to come down yeah, and be a part it, of yeah. it. It's going to be something so special. So you're in charge, Hannah, of Tuesday, Thursday mornings at 5.15. And Kelly, you are in charge of 5.30s. Yep. Tuesday, Thursday evenings. Yes. Do you get good turnout in the evenings? Yeah, we do. It's been really consistent. It's the same people each week, which I'm like stoked for. Because I'm on their back as well. I'm like, you come and run club, like you've got to do it. And they're like, oh, I'm like, come on, I can see you. Like, you've got to do it. Um, but <laughs> it's been so hot yeah, as well in for some Arvos, of those sessions. Yeah, it's been hot. I don't run, obviously, because I'm injured. Um, I've just been on the bike, but it is hot out there. Like, it is steaming. And I'm just like, whoa. Like, they're doing good in the Arvos. Like. <laughs> so that's what I want to ask you. Are you enjoying this, that the being able to – I know you take some of the classes in here. Yeah. Uh, but being out there on the yeah. road with your own little crew, because as you said, it's the same people now. Yeah. And you're four weeks into an eight-week block. Yeah. I love it. It's so fun. Like, it's just, yeah, it's so good just to push everyone as well. Like, just, like, come on, like, making sure everyone's just, like, also being there for each other as well. Like, I really love it. So, yeah. And, Hannah, you've got the morning crew, which has grown from maybe yourself, (laughs) then maybe two others, which was probably Darren and uh, the older Rosie, who Darren seemingly mistaken for me. A couple of weeks ago, running in the dark. Similarities, know. you know. I have no we idea how. It. Anyway, uh, now you've got like you had forty something people turn up to the first yeah. week, oh. and you're promising fish and chips for the people who <laughs> are still there at week eight. Can you afford to pay for half the gym to turn up in the last week? Oh, listen. <laughs> yeah, might might need to pick up the side hustle a little bit more if yeah, but we'll, we'll see how we go. It's a lot like um, footy training where people will do the whole preseason. And then come the Thursday night before round one, 120 guys will pop up out of nowhere yeah. and they all want to play on Saturday. That's what's going to be like for you in the last week. Yeah. 100%. But that's all right. No, I think, um, you know, and, and people have other things going on. That's other thing. We're running at 5.15 in the morning. And, yeah. and for me, that's a, a 4.27 a.m. wake up. Oh, that's a, very, a unique alarm. I know. A very exact time. Yeah, 4.27. It's got to be that time. Yeah. Do you hit the snooze? No, never. Yeah. Do not hit the snooze because it is all over. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I do get it. It's ha- like it needs to become a habit. It needs to become a routine. So for some people who have just sort of started, they're probably just adjusting to that. And yeah. It's taken me a long time to make it a, a routine. And it is early. juggling that with full time work and being a mum and all of those sort of things, it, it takes a bit of a balancing act, and, and you really have to sort of train yourself to be there. It doesn't surprise me that people do um, yes. drop off at times because it, it is hard to commit to the, that time it in the is, morning. It is very tough for that time of the morning. It's almost yeah. like the Oscars in here. They're playing music very loud <laughs> downstairs. They oh, probably want sorry. us to like finish up. So I'll ask you one more question. Each. They probably just forgot. Like, oh, then we're done. They've clearly told us we've had enough. But when they listen back to this, they'll be embarrassed because boys they've ruined this bit of the podcast. <laughs> Last question. Yes. Uh, I asked you at the start, why do you run? What has running done for your mental health? Yeah, I suppose I didn't really touch on this much throughout the podcast because I wanted it to be more about the running and the gym. But um, I've struggled with mental health. I've had mental health diagnosis and um, it has worked absolute wonders for me. Um, It's probably been one of the main tools to get me where I am. I'm happy to say that I'm in a really, really good place. 
but it has done such amazing things for me. And yeah. it is as simple as I'm not feeling so good today, so I'm going to run. A hundred percent. Through these conversations, we're seeing how prevalent mental health is. Yeah. Um, and I think it is such a useful tool for people who are ex- experiencing mental health issues. Yeah. How many k's are you going to run on Drew's run? Well, this is the As thing. the leader this of the running This is the planner. thing. I said I wasn't going to do a marathon <laughs> this year. I've done one the last two years. No, you are. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I I'll, I'll get carried away on the day, but I think I'm aiming for 30 on the first day, 30 on the second day. So we'll see how we go. But, yeah, I, I know, you know. She'll do even it. She'll do it. Jimmy's challenge, I said I wasn't going to do that because I don't, you know, I don't like doing yeah, the chin-ups or whatever. Dance. I came down on the Friday, had a few <laughs> seltzers with me and then I came back the next day and ended up doing three of them. So yeah. um, that's the thing. I she know did. everyone on the day, once you're in that environment, you'll want to be part of it and you'll going. just keep pushing yourself. So, yeah, I say that for the time being, but who knows what will end up happening. And last one for you. I mentioned with Brogues before, uh, yeah. remiss of me not to mention it here. On March 25. Nadia.sophia.coaching is coming down to speak to the women yes. of Empower. And then there's a whole chicks afternoon, which none of the blokes are invited to at Hell the Ascot yeah. Vale Hotel. Yeah, it's going to be wild. Off yeah. its <laughs> But how much are you looking forward to a day like that after we've just talked about what you're currently experiencing, but in a few weeks' time you get to put that aside and just... First of all, get a mentor session from Nadia in the morning and then have an afternoon with the girls in a few weeks. I'm so keen. Like, I love all the girls here. It's like everyone's such a vibe. Everyone's so funny. We're just like one big group. So, yeah, I'm really keen to see everyone. And I'm really keen for the um, coaching with Nadia. I feel like that's going to be a big release for a lot of us women. And I feel like we do need it as well. So, I feel like it's really going to bring us all closer together which like well a lot of us are pretty close but I feel like it's just going to bring us all together way more and I'm just really excited to yeah see that and see how we all grow throughout the year together and stuff like that so yeah. I think it'll be a lot of fun for all the women involved thank yeah. you Hannah thank you Joey an absolute um, uh, absolutely amazing host yes. always, yes. Don't, 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 always. Don't, don't, none don't, of this would happen without yeah. you no. you are yeah. amazing at it I am going to leave this in but don't <laughs> yeah. do that don't say. thank you Kelly <laughs> thank you Joey good luck with the recovery I'll be sweet we'll I'll see you on the last it. day 160k's woohoo let's do it <laughs> massive thank you to Kelly Hannah, Zana and Brogan for coming on and sharing their story all in the lead up to International Women's Day on March the 8th. And for the Empower Gym, it is on March 25, the Women's Day, a Saturday dedicated to the girls and women of Empower. Nadia is going to be coming down and chatting to the girls followed by a magnificent afternoon at one o'clock at the Ascot Vale Hotel. So come along and be part of that. We are also building up to the big run on April the 1st, Saturday, April 1, Drew Vincent's 24-hour run. There is the 12K, the 24K, and the 45K. If you haven't got involved as yet, there's still time to do so. Of course, the Accountability Challenge has got four weeks to go. So come down, grab a mate, and be part of the fun at Empower, all in the lead-up to a couple of very special weeks.